The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. You end up with, with your foot facing one direction, your knee facing another, your kneecap round the side of your leg. Because you banks it. No, I'm not banksy. Yes, you are. That I'm not banksy. Yes, you are. Painting uh, Elvis's Kim Jim Rock. Hello, you're listening to a new podcast called Say It and Spray It. With me is the CEO of Merwolves, Mark Silver. Hello, Mark. Tell us about Merwolves. Yeah, Merwolves. We, we are uh, a collaborative of street artists. We have a team that are creating large-scale murals. And where we've become pretty popular is in the world of football. A passion that I've got as well, so it makes it even, even sweeter. And working with football clubs producing these amazing tributes for the fans i call them the 21st century statue i think visually they're just so interesting people love going to see them they love having their photos taken with it somewhere like liverpool now where you know they're going up every week and we're, we're responsible for for a lot of them um it's become a tourist attraction and people come on non-match days from all over the world just to go and do the tour of, of the murals and i think it's a really exciting thing it's it's been big in other countries for many years in the uk there's been a massive surge of it over the last five six years and i think it's just getting bigger and bigger and it's um the fact that the football clubs are now approaching us asking us to work with them shows how much people do appreciate it from the people at the very top down to the fans who are the most important people really and that's what it's for so in this uh, series of podcasts we're actually going to speak to some of the people that you've immortalized on the walls aren't we what an honour for me to have the opportunity to, first of all, to be meeting these people. So, you know, when we paint them, that's that's an honour. For them to be then coming down and to meet them and to have the opportunity to to speak to them, that's another level. And then obviously, because obviously what we're doing is, is raising their profile again, or they're just so appreciative of, of what we've done. You kind of build a bit of a special bond with them and a, and a great relationship normally forms from that as well. Over the last three years, we've just met some of the most incredible people. But there's two big pinch me moments. One of them was painting murals for Steven Gerrard's son in his house. Mm. That's got to be up there. The fact that he was such a great bloke mm. uh, makes makes it really nice. And all these people, when you're meeting them, they say don't meet your heroes. But so far, 99% of them have been absolutely brilliant. Um, and the other moment was when we were out in Paris for the Champions League final and um, having just done the Ian Rush mural over Anfield. Um, Carol, Ian's partner, invited us to go to the hotel where they were staying and uh, meet them before the final. 
and uh, I was just remember sitting there and Robbie King coming over asking to join us, <laughs> and and then just looking around and seeing Luis Figo, Roberto Carlos, Capello just casually walking around. That was the only time that I felt that this isn't me. <laughs> Am I really experiencing that? This first episode, we're actually going to speak to the artists responsible for the artwork, Nasha and Mina. Great names. Well, Nasha's surname is Nash. Right. Um, and he, he uh, like all of us growing up, used to read the Beano. So um, <laughs> it made perfect sense to put a G in front of his name and call himself after a little cartoon dog. Um <laughs> But but yeah, Mark Mark uh, Mr. Mina. I mean, Mr. Mina. That's, that's a pretty cool name, isn't it? It works. Um, yeah, he's very creative when it comes to to using words and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's very cool. They're good guys. You know, Nasha was there from the very beginning. He was he was really the muse to get Mural started, and and has been there and helped me guide me through situations that I didn't really understand in this world and then obviously Mark come along very very quickly which we speak about as well so yeah good guys and good fun and it was a podcast that we were never going to be able to squeeze into half an hour right no too many stories to tell and we could probably do another three or four of them and uh, after every job we could probably do another one because there's always (laughs) stories to tell especially when Mark's involved well let's not waste too much time let's uh, go and talk to Nasha and Mina it started about six years ago when I was doing up my house and uh, in particular my son's bedroom. And uh, I wanted to give my son the bedroom that I would have loved when I was a kid, not the bedroom that he wants. I didn't care about that. Uh, obviously, he loves West Ham as well. And I've got a box full of I've got a box full of um, retro West Ham shirts that I've collected over the years. And I just felt like there's such a shame sitting in this box. They need to be out there on display. There's some great ones. Um, so I was toying with the idea. Originally, I was going to kind of put them all up on the wall and put some perspex in front of it. And then I thought, ah, but then I can't add to it. And obviously, they're going to fade in the sunlight and stuff like that. And my brother had had uh, a graffiti artist come to his house and spray paint his son's name on the wall. That gave me the idea. I thought, oh, we could maybe do something with spray paints and then maybe we could do something West Ham related. And then I think I saw online somewhere that someone locally had had an Arsenal bedroom done where it kind of looked like the changing rooms and they'd spray painted the shirts and the, the benches and all that kind of stuff on the wall. And I was like, ah, hang on a sec. We could do that with West Ham. And then what we'll do is instead of painting the shirts on, let's just put drill some pegs in the wall and we can hang them and then we can change them. So um, that's kind of where it started. And I contacted Mr. Nasher and he came around and done it. And we, we chatted while we were doing it. I was probably boring him to death and he was boring me he to was death. 100%, but, yep. Yeah. So I was making him loads of decaffeinated teas, but putting caffeine in it for, for two days. We, we were just chatting and he, he was interested in what I was doing, which uh, is a publishing business I've got in Germany. He was very keen on painting one of the front covers that we'd done, which was Salvador Dali, who's my artistic hero. And uh, we just got chatting and become very friendly and stayed in touch since then. Took about three years before I actually went, you know what, we can actually... Well, I knew we could do something with it, but I just didn't have the time to do it. And I was getting a bit kind of stale in what I was doing and needed a new challenge and set up a meeting at West Ham. So you've mentioned Nasha there. Good yeah. uh, good morning, Nasha. What was your introduction okay. into street art then or to, to doing this kind of work? I used to do it back in the 80s. I can tell you exactly why I started doing graffiti in street art. It was because I was terrible at skateboarding. I, I had to try and... I had a skateboarder. I had all the gear, no idea. I was trying to impress the girls. <laughs> and then once someone said, you got, are you going to actually go on it? I was like, oh, 
I sold it for some pens and I wrote my name on a lot of things. I enjoyed that more than skateboarding. Uh, I could write my name, funny enough. Yeah. So is, <laughs> is, art, is, art, is art something that you were good at at school then? Yeah, it's to get me out of trouble in school and then after school it's to get me in trouble. Yeah, it's pretty good. But then I was going to say I did graffiti as my final art project at school and they gave me an F because uh, back then it wasn't recognised as an art form and it just really screwed everything up. I had to do an extra year in college. Were you using spray paints? No, I wasn't. I was using, actually using pen and stuff. Uh, Posca mm. pens and stuff like that, but it just wasn't recognised as art form, so they gave me an F. Well, to be fair, they probably weren't happy with you doing it all over the front of the school. That might have been why you got an F. You know what I mean? You don't on your own doorstep, is what you say. So you didn't. I didn't. You do it around the school. I knew where I was going. Right. So you don't do it around your schools. You don't do. You don't do it around your house because <laughs> well, the police know where you, you live. We have another artist with us. We have Mr. Mina with us. Good morning to you, Mr. Mina. How did you get into street Good morning, art? Morning, Dustin. Mine isn't as entertaining as Nash's, I've got to be honest. I was I was uh, hitting out because I was getting bullied at school. That's why I got into it. It was my uh, little rebellion. I, I wish it was uh, as, as as entertaining as, as Nash's version, but yeah, that's that's the break. So it was, uh, I, I wanted to get heard. I couldn't tell anyone about it. Ended up meeting a few fellas that did the same thing and uh, they took me under their wing and that's where it all started off. I wouldn't have said I was the best at art. I mean, I still don't even have an art GCSE. You got thrown thrown off the exam because we couldn't be bothered to take all day doing the, the mock exam. So we bunked it off and went and emptied my mate's dad's drinks cabinet instead. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Many cartwheels around the living room and a few broken bits of furniture later, we realised that we weren't allowed to do the art exam anymore. No. And then still managed to get into art college um, and then got thrown out after six months for not going. So we know how Nasha met Mark, but how did you meet Mark? Was it dogging? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was flashing the headlights. <laughs> I see what happened. It was, um, obviously, I started planning murals as a business. We'd already had a licence agreed with West Ham at that time, possibly Liverpool as well. Nasha was saying, I need to introduce you to some other artists because obviously hoping we're going to be busy and... Um, there's going to be a lot to do. So we're going to need some more guys that are not just talented people, but people we can trust, people that we, we can like and enjoy being around as well. And um, we, we had that conversation and West Ham signed Sebastian Haller from yeah. Frankfurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hilaire. And uh, obviously a marquee signing. And um, as soon as he signed, the way the way they were meant to announce it, typical, it didn't quite go like that. But they, yeah, they, they kind of announced it after it had already been announced. And um, th- th- what they done was they they had a mural made of him, which was really cool. And it came up. And I don't really do Twitter that much, but it came up on my Twitter. And I remember just going, oh, my God, that's insane. Like the portrait was just absolutely incredible. And I was I was very jealous because I was like, oh, what? It's West Ham as well. And this is what we're meant to be doing. What's going on? So I, I literally sent a DM to Mr. Mina, who created this and just said, I've seen your work. Absolutely amazing. Would you like to have a chat? Because we're going to be doing some street art projects. And he replied saying, yeah, I already know about it. I'm already going to be working for you. And, and, that, and that was pretty much it. So obviously we got on the phone and he was like, yeah, what we found out is it is very incestuous in this street art world. Everyone knows everyone. Nasha had already already had that conversation with him, headhunted him. Yeah, he was he was working for Mules before I even knew who he was, and uh, <laughs> it, it was great. So we were so chuffed to have him on board, and you know that was still before we officially launched, before we'd done any projects and everything. So so Nasha and and Mina were the first artists uh, for Mules. So what were the first bits that you were working on? For Merbles, what were the first pieces that really sort of put Merbles on the map? It was definitely Henderson, wasn't it? That's where you went on the map, I would say. That's where it all began. Yeah. Before, before we'd done that, remember to actually get in front of West Ham, what we'd done was we created a bedroom mural for uh, our friend Ella Markham, right? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so basically we got in touch with uh, Neil Markham, who's the father of Ella. Ella's a young girl. She's 21 now, so um, not so young. But she she was filmed by her dad after losing. Ironically, it, it was Tottenham lost their first ever game at the new stadium to West Ham. After the game, her, she was filmed dancing. Ella's got Down syndrome and her dad was filming just to show like, you know, even though they lost, she's so happy. She's a super fan. Yeah, yeah. She was so happy dancing around and the dad filmed it and put it out on Twitter thinking like how proud he was. And um, obviously welcome to the world of uh, social media and Twitter. Awful, wasn't it? It was awful. She actually, he actually got abused uh, so badly and uh, there was a positive outcome in the sense that Harry Kane stood up for her. Harry Kane made her mascot for the next game. Um, but I got in touch with Neil and said, look, we, we need to, do some example bedrooms um, other than West Ham. Uh, we would love to do it for Ella if she would appreciate it, just because she's had such a tough time. And um, that's what we've done. We've done her bedroom we, and, and we're still very, very close to Neil and Ella and the family now. We keep in touch all the time. And they actually even came down there in Oxford and they came down to Mural's first Christmas party at Toka Social, didn't they, this this year? We then took that because we had it videoed by Josh at Red Fire Films and we took that production to West Ham and showed them, this is what we want to do, what do you think? And, and Tracy who also is a good friend of mine now, who was a license manager at West Ham at the time, you know, nearly fell off her chair. She just said, I've never seen anything like this before. And it's great to be thinking and creating new ideas and new products. And, and that's where it all started. And she introduced me to Liverpool and that's where it all went crazy. Football and, and street art or, or graffiti, whatever you want to call it. No one's really capitalised on it before. I think that's where it just went, it went well, I think. That's where it was. Because when we, when we got the licence with Liverpool, you kind of, once you got the licence, you're kind of left on your own to go and do what you need to do you know you need to promote your brand and sell your products and stuff but you can't rely on on the clubs but obviously we're a small company we're a new business and and I needed that help I came up with an idea that I thought was pretty genius but simple marketing which is I spoke to their marketing team and just said look if we created a concept which is a bit like DIY SOS on, on TV where we go in and we can decorate the bedrooms of young children that have had a hard time at school or being bullied or come over adversity come out of illness or something like that just to kind of pick them up we could do that and it would just go it would go crazy and they loved it they were on board straight away and we teamed up with the marketing team the retail team and LFC TV and we we done a project where we done a changing room we had a couple of portraits gone up one was uh, Mo Salah and one was Rianne Brewster and Rianne Brewster obviously a young kid that was breaking through into the team at the side uh, at the time Rianne's cousin went to my school so I, I had a contact and I reached out to him and said, can you get us in touch with, with Rianne, which he did. And Rianne actually came down for the reveal of the bedroom with the kids and dressed up as a murals artist in the cap and the mask and everything and uh, and pulled out a huge surprise. And that went pretty viral. I think it was like over a million and a half views overnight, just, just before Christmas as well. Perfect timing. That's where it all started. It was uh, it went crazy. That was December 2019. I think then, the best bit was they, the kids didn't believe it was him, did they? He had to hold up a photo, <laughs> didn't he? He had a signed photo of him. So, like, when he when, when he took the hat and mask off, they were, like, just looking at him. Because, I mean, I suppose when you see him on the telly and you see him playing, they look like, obviously, he's, like, big grown adults. And, obviously, this was a 17-year-old kid stood in, their, stood in their bedroom. Do you know what I mean? Like, he looks nothing like you'd expect a professional footballer to look like stood in front of you. And they weren't having it. They, they got the, the signed photo and they're putting it right up next to his head. And then even when he signed the wall with a portrait, didn't they? They took the signature over. Just to double just check. Just to yeah. double check that it's his, his, his signature. And that, These you know, scousers don't trust anyone. That's no, the problem. No, they weren't having it. 
obviously we we then built up a really good relationship with the the people at, at Liverpool Football Club in that department and uh, Harriet who was running the retail she was in tears um sorry she was running the marketing for retail she was in tears everyone was really emotional it was just such mm. a, a nice feeling to have done good for somebody and and this family we we changed their lives really yeah and when you say the the, the video went viral we was uh, painting in uh, Las Vegas um last year the brand convention in Las Vegas for Hasbro we were talking to the guys from the, the NHL, uh, sorry, the NFL, you know, discussing things uh, and what we could possibly do together. And and we said about this video and the guy said, yeah, yeah, I've seen it. And we're like, you've seen it? He said, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, you're thinking like, oh, they're just giving you lip service, making you feel good about what you've done. And he's like, no, 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 because because the kids didn't believe it was uh, it was the player, did they? And I was like, wow, you know, this, mm. this is insane. We're out in the middle of Vegas and they they, they know the video we're talking about. The, the NFL know about this video. So it's like, it's, it's amazing that the power of the, you don't understand the power of the internet and socials, do you? Until, it's on, until um, things like this. if you go on YouTube and put in Rianne Brewster surprise, it comes up and it's, it's something like whenever I'm having a bad day, I will put that on and that does definitely cheer me up. Cats falling off pianos and stuff, that cheers me up. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you go on TikTok and watch cats falling off things. I'm like, I'm happy again now. So, so as will become evident as this uh, series progresses, there's quite a lot of uh, Merwell's street art in Liverpool, isn't there, Mark? Yeah, so, I mean, that's where it all started because as soon as we got started with that story we've just told, it pretty much came to an end really quickly because... I think it was the 23rd of March. We were actually yeah. on a, we was all working on a job that day, wasn't we? We was working yeah. in a house, uh, a space themed bedroom. I can't oh, remember. God. That's why I painted my face purple, wasn't it? You literally look like a Rabina Berry. That was hilarious. What? Yeah. Berry Nasher. Like, where, where was that? I can't remember where it was. So, we so basically, I was doing space here, Justin, right? And it's a lot of purple and it all went on my face. And then you took a picture of my face. I looked like I'm out of like a Noompa Loompa, wasn't it? If you say that, like, you don't normally get paint on your face. You can always, we always know what colour Nasher's been using because he, he that colour when you meet him he's, he's like he's green he's blue I don't know how he does it no one else ever looks like the wall they've just he, painted he's missing the wall and spraying his face he could literally blend in it's like camouflage he could stand in front of the wall you wouldn't know he was there we were painting that and it was the 23rd I think it was 23rd of March and literally I remember we was all packing up and, and the guy come out and said yeah I, uh, have you heard the news we're going into a lockdown and you know it was uh, obviously serious stuff and we all started worrying a little bit and um, we said our goodbyes because we didn't yeah. know how long we were going to be seeing each other for mm. um, and uh, obviously we had a long period of time where we weren't going into people's homes we didn't want to go into people's homes they didn't want us in there so we had to we had to start thinking about what else we're going to do and that's where I kind of had the idea that okay we can't go into people's houses let's paint on the outside of houses it's something we're always naturally going to do in time but I felt that um, as a brand, we had to kind of earn our stripes to do that. And that's why I thought working with the football clubs, that's going to help raise our profile. But obviously that was taken away from us. So I thought, well, let's just do a big one on the outside. And I, I literally went door knocking around Anfield when I was allowed to with my father-in-law knocked on loads of houses and uh, where there the gable went. And we managed to secure a few properties. We all, everyone knew Liverpool were going to win the league. They were so far ahead. The only I mean, Liverpool fans didn't want to admit it because they've they've had close calls before, haven't they? We we knew that was going to be the case. So we started planning it and we teamed up with Red Men TV, one of the fan groups up, up in Liverpool. We were on a scissor lift outside the stadium yeah. the night that Henderson lifted that trophy up. We were ready for it. As soon as that trophy was lifted, the club photographer beamed us over a selection of photographs. And Mark was up in the scissor lift. Uh, Snot was there, wasn't he? And yeah. worked through the night. Got told off by one of the locals because they'd been up all, all night, hadn't they? Yeah. From all the excitement. And, um, yeah, by the next day, it was all done. Jordan Henderson got wind of this, came down, 
had his photos taken with his dad at the wall. It's quite emotional and, and signed the wall. And he was over the moon. He was speechless. We saw firsthand what that done for him. You know, he'd been through quite a lot of adversity joining Liverpool. You know, he had to fill Stephen Gerrard's boots, according to the fans. You know, to come out and win what he the first premiership for the club was massive. So we uh, we were so pleased to be doing that one. And then, we, yeah, that was it. We got a call from BBC Sport the next day saying, do you fancy doing the introduction to Match of the Day? And so the rest is history. There's quite a few around Liverpool, as will be apparent as this series goes on. During this series, we're talking to the likes of Stephen Gerrard, Jamie Carragher, Jan Mulby. Around Anfield for many years. There is a natural culture and uh, feeling because of the iconic stadium that's there. But I think the you know more walls and the street art and, and the, the good work that the whole gang have done, obviously led by Mark, is incredible work. Jan Mulby happens to be worth 22 in Scrabble. Look it up, fact, which is the same as Troy Hawk and Greeters Guild. Uh, now, all of those three 22s added up together make 66. You cut that in half, you get the magical number 33, which is also the amount of caps Jan Mulby won playing for Denmark. You see, with that, that kind of numerical synchronicity, how can you argue with it? So there is quite a few around Liverpool, right? Yeah, I think, um, I don't know exact numbers, but on that exterior walls, I think that we've, we've gone into double figures, surely. We must have done. And the good thing is, is that everyone we've done, we always do it with the personalities and we get them involved or people, family members involved and stuff like that. It's, um, it's, it's nice to go back there as well and just to go and do the tour and go and have a look around them and, and people tag you into photos on a daily basis and it reminds you. So typically, how long does a gable end take from start to finish? Is there a, a sort of an average time or are they all different? It completely depends on the design. There's, there's some that have taken us three or four days and, and then others that we've knocked up in, in a day. So it, it completely depends on the design and the complexity and the amount of colours, etc. I think the longest one I've been involved in, other than like council underpasses, which have been like a whole week, are is probably something like Frankie Tsori, which was I think it was seven days. But yeah, that's because that it's Josh. With Josh JXE, you've got to pull him off the job because he'll be still be painting it now. Um, he's just <laughs> he's he's another level of perfectionist where he's just never happy with what he's done. But he's such a talented guy. But he just keeps pushing himself. Mark, you've you've done big murals in in hours before, yeah. haven't you as well? Yeah. So. The Beatles one, wasn't it? When it was, they actually asked me to slow down because they were trying to get a decent video of it. it was, <laughs> I think that went up in four hours, didn't it? The, yeah. Again, it's completely under design. The, 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 for me personally, because of the style of, of how I paint, the, the black and grey stuff goes up in no time whatsoever. It's the uh, the full colour stuff and all that that people like Nash do. I, I do it, but my God, it winds me up. Well, yeah, because he's got to work a bit harder. That's, yeah, right. that's he's why got, he's got to do more I've work. Got to earn my money. Mark's fan. All he's got to do is bring black paint, anthracite paint, white, a projector, mm. potentially a ladder, so, and he genuinely turns up with one of them things. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a lottery on which one it's going to be as well. We're lucky we got him on this podcast because this was meant to be done yesterday, as you know, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it fell foul to the meaner minutes. I've actually had it put in my will that I need to be at least 20 minutes late to my own funeral because oh. I, I won't believe I'm in the book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The process, Justin, uh, of getting Mark on a job is we tell him to be there a day before he needs to be there. Yeah. It's as simple as that. <laughs> I, I know people like and that. And he's still late. Is the, so what is the process for getting the artwork on the wall? Is it projected on and you sketch round it or is it done by... Gri- I've, I've actually been to a couple of paintings uh, that you've done and they, there seems to be different kind of procedures uh, sometimes. It's not always the same. There's one with that sort of odd graffiti that was on there first on the Elton John mural in Watford at the library. So what is generally the process for getting one of these big artworks on a wall? 
That's that's a doodle grid. Nasha loves a doodle grid, don't you? Right, I'm too old. They confuse me. Right, um, so doodle <laughs> grids are like loads of symbols on a wall. We take a picture of the wall. We overlay the image on top of that, and then we know the reference points where the eyes. It's near that that particular letter. If you've got a lot of lines going over the lines, if you've got a little brain, it kind of makes my head go. <laughs> so I use a thing called a grid method, yeah, and it's like uh, just boxes on a wall, and then you put your boxes on your image. And then you know exactly where where everything is going. That's what I got to. That's what I brought up using. But I'd quite happily use a projector if there was a projector. Uh, I can use a doodle grid, but like I say, I'll, I'll probably moan about it a lot and annoy a lot of people. Once you get it on the on the wall, that's, then you can start doing your creative flair on top of it. So it's just getting it on the wall. It's those are different methods. Everyone's got their trusted tools, haven't they? So yeah. obviously, like your, your different spray paints, if you like. But Nash has got a ruler from when he was at school in the nineteen forties. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even you can't even see the numbers on it anymore, can you? Is that your? It's like your old school you ruler. You numbers. You just them where they are. Can you bought me a new one, a wooden ruler, and uh, yeah. I bought you a gift the other day, didn't I? I was like, here you yeah, go. Yeah. Got your new <laughs> ruler. There's mate. a few numbers missing already, mate. So I'm down to like 98 numbers on that one there. <laughs> Uh, Maybe new, but it ain't got the memories the wooden ones got. Wasn't it? Wasn't it the um, the Elton John in uh, on the library in Watford where the boys had just finished the doodle grid and that bloke came out of a bush somewhere <laughs> and looked at it and said like that's the worst street art I've ever seen in my, my life. Like was it? Was it that he actually thought that was the finished thing? He, he completely slated it. I mean, all it was was <laughs> letters and numbers up on the wall to use as a grid. And I just went, yeah, look, come back in a couple of days, mate. And he did. He did. He came back in a yeah. couple of days and he just looked at it. Got him worse. He did it. Yeah, he was like, hey, it's rubbish, it's rubbish. So, yeah, it's, it's all right. I've I think uploaded was... pictures of uh, of blank walls and they're like, got loads of likes. And then I've uploaded the finished article and got even less likes than what the actual blank wall was. <laughs> so I'm thinking just upload pictures of blank walls and then their, their imagination would then paint the picture. Those grids with the, the, the graffiti scribbly bits on it, it, it does look confusing to the non-artist. I was looking at it going, how is this going to work? It really is Matrix, quite... mate. It's the Matrix. If you read it properly, you'll go back. <laughs> is that uh, it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't read it too quickly. Ask the fellow in the bush, he'll tell you. Everyone <laughs> thinks there's hidden messages in there. They're like, we do use words, don't we? Like murals or national or whatever. No, we got in trouble a little bit in Spurs. They think there was hidden messages. It's nothing. It's just absolute symbols of nonsense. It just meant nothing. But uh, people can read into what they want. It's a bit like uh, an ink block test. They can see whatever they want to see. Oh, it's I know the things, uh, yeah. Some yeah. see a butterfly. <laughs> Some see a murdered yeah. body, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it tells a lot about their psyches. And uh, yes. if they're seeing things, then yeah. So do you allocate artists in terms of time or is it more kind of their availability? For example, if you've got to do something quick, do you send Mina or is it just, and you don't send Josh, for example? Primarily, it's always been about from murals is to get the best piece of art possible for that design style. That's how it always was. Um, I'd say Mina and and then followed by Nasha were on 90% of the, the jobs that we were doing or, or do. But as we've kind of grown and expanded, what we've tried to do is try to show diversity by sort of bringing in other artists, not necessarily on their own, but just mixing styles together because we're always learning and evolving. And um, it's really nice to see how different artists create different artworks by working together. So, um, yeah, we've kind of evolved in in our styles really i mean we had an artist that worked on the paddy the baddie one with uh, molly up in liverpool and he he was just desperate to paint the whole thing in chrome and like pretty much all of us kind of rolled our eyes a little bit and was like how's that going to work and and he after day one i was very close to pulling him off of it and going right we've got to start again and then he turned it around the next day and it was an absolute magnificent piece of it's artwork awful, so awful medium to work in his chrome he can't he got no play with it whatsoever it's for painting trains in a hurry that's all it's for 
I think everyone's everyone's got their different strengths and weaknesses, isn't they? There's hundred percent. If, if everybody's honest with themselves, there's things they they don't paint as well as other people do. So when you've got a few different a few different guys on the on the same the same job, you know, you, you're going to get better results. And for this kind of industry to thrive, we need that wow factor. We need people to look at a wall and go wow. Not yeah, that looks all right. Yeah, they've done all right there. Then we need that wow because that mm. wow is what makes the desire and the want for more. If everybody's honest with themselves and right, this is my strength, that's your strength. You know, we, we work together as a team like we do under the Merwell's umbrella. That's how we get that wow with what we paint. And that is it's no it's not rocket science. It's just not wanting to rule the world and not wanting to to do everything yourself and thinking of yourself in your own career. It's like you know we we we're a collective. We work together. We're we're, we're a team, and and that's what we picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Do Sorry, just to go back to chrome, is that the, the paint that you're using or are you talking about monochrome in terms of... No, 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 it's, it's a silver yeah. uh, spray paint, uh, basically, it's a silver. It dates back to the very beginnings when people used to write their names and it would be just chrome and black. So it'd be a black right. outline and silver in the middle. Right. That's yeah. basically what chrome is and it's it's not a... Uh, it gets you nicked, it gets you arrested in the early days. You silver face as well, to say. Yeah, know, you, you literally, if, you, if you're painting on a windy night with that stuff, it's like babysit on an Armani suit. It, <laughs> if it touches it, it sticks to it. So if you're painting with that on a windy night, you're coming home looking like the Tin Man from the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> the police know exactly what you've been up to. You, this silver geezer walking down the street. We used to do what we shouldn't have been doing early days, but our, our, our mate's uncle, he was a milkman in the area. So we used to we used to have a, a little rendezvous with him. He'd be halfway through his round, so he'd, he'd stack his crates around. So there's like a gap in the middle, and he'd meet us at this certain point, and we'd jump in there, and he'd build the crates around us and get us home. That's, a, that's <laughs> a, we'd be literally walking around as free silver kids. Like you know, it, it wasn't going to take a lot to know what we were doing. So he used to help us out, bless him. So shout out, Pete. Yes, mate. <laughs> Hi, this is Ben Youngs, and you are listening to the Say It and Spray It podcast. So generally, the, the the spray paints that you're using are the kind of stuff that you can get anywhere, or are they specifically uh, special not paints? You um, you can get some in in hobby craft, but usually we get ours online. They they get imported from Spain and Germany. It's a specific product for graffiti. It's a acrylic mix of some scary stuff and whatever. But um, you can't just buy it anywhere. You can't just go down to Halfords, nick any else. Or, it's not car paint. Right. It is um, it is specifically for this, and it dries really quickly. If you're, if you're out. starting out, don't buy from Halfords, please. It's no. like, you're getting absolutely ripped for that. This like nick it. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Yeah. That's what I used to do. Which no, used to be called racking. Oh yeah, these bad kids, but um, don't get caught. That's what I say. I don't, know, I don't know if we're allowed to say, but we normally get ours from VIP in Tottenham. Source them on the internet. 
he'll look after you. There you yeah. go. There you go. Free <laughs> advertising there for VIP in Tottenham. Super. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the uh, favourite piece of artwork that you've worked on, Nasha? Oh, mate, I hate everything I do. I despise it. <laughs> the next thing I do, right, is be brilliant. But then I do it and I'm like, no, no, no. The next one's going to be even better. But um, you You're laughing happens? like he's joking. He means this. He hates <laughs> everything he paints. I quite <laughs> like the, uh, the animals and stuff I paint, like the tiger eyes. I'm quite happy with them. But, uh, you like painting uh, chimps, apes and other I do, I animals, do. monkey I do, stuff, I right? I like painting animals. Uh, only because you can get away with murder. You think, oh, well, that's a, that's a zebra, right? I, you don't, if you ain't got the nose correct, uh, it's still a zebra. Whereas you do a celebrity, you get the nose or the, the kink of the mouth wrong and it's just... It's not that person, but it's nearly that person. It looks like it's they're slightly related. That's that's quite stressful. Justin, what you got to understand is right. We're we're all actually very sensitive. I mean, Mark Mark's got the persona like on social media. Don't read the comments. He reads the comments. We all read the comments. Comment and then I read your comments, comments, and I'm crying at nights. Nasha's like, crying. I mean, Nasha. I, 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 I shouldn't joke about it, but Nasha still never got over painting uh, Elvis's Kim Jim Wong oh, um, no, in I, Germany. So, what was the write up about it then? Can you tell me what the write up was. Do you remember? Well, it was in German, and my German weren't too bad at the time, no, no. and uh, it was yeah. it wasn't that bad. But you it you said, took it personally. You you yeah. It's, it, uh, tell me what it said. It said. It looks like Kim Jong Il's gone to an eye hospital. <laughs> lost. Do you remember what you what you got to understand is first of all, right? It, this was it was a bit of a grainy picture that we're working off of. Um, and this is before we'd even set up murals. This is just yeah. a project me and Nasha had done uh, over in Germany at the Elvis Festival in Bad Nauheim near Frankfurt, and it was on a curved arch wall. and And the actual tunnel that it was in was actually famous. It was where one of Elvis's album covers or, or song covers Big Hunk of Love, um, right? Big Hunk of Love, yeah. And um and Nash done a brilliant job of it. We actually took him back out there a year later, didn't we? And you I was out there for twenty it. minutes. We changed it because that's it. Done. That's all we needed to do. Yeah. And then it's made him less of... less Kim Jong Wong. Yeah. Was it, was yeah. it the hair? Was... What was it that made him look like the uh, the Korean and leader? It's, it's <laughs> like her, and it just was a little bit fat. That was it. But it absolutely and he had the North Korean right. flag behind him as well. That won't have helped. That would not have helped. No, no, no. That was a dead giveaway. That was. I've got to say, uh, I think my favourite bit you've done is uh, is the Graham Taylor mural. mural. Yeah, in um. In, we in talk about the font there, Justin. We talk about the font on the badge. I will talk about the font on the badge. Yeah. So I saw the. Um, <laughs> we hate people like you. I'm sorry, but you want to get it. You just said you want to get it right, didn't you? Didn't you say you want to no, get it right? We love people like you. I'm sorry, the guy. They've got that same smile on their face, and excuse me. I'm uh, pretty. Sure, I, I think you're fine. But, uh... I'm pretty. I hope I didn't come across like that. Um, but I think you were almost, no, right, almost completed it. And uh, I did notice that the, the font on the badge was actually different to the font it would have been if Graham Taylor was wearing because they changed it after he left. So, yeah, it's it, it was like block capitals now, but it used to be this sort of Times New Roman type stuff on there before. So, uh, sorry, sorry if I uh, gave you a little bit of extra work to do there. But uh, I, I no, think... Listen, you, you saved us a little grief. You think no. the stick we'd have got online if, if you hadn't have spoken up. So, no, no one else would have mentioned it. No one else cared about it. <laughs> Believe me, they would have noticed. If you'd been there in Elvis, you could have told me about the Kim John Hill thing. <laughs> you got away with it. Well, <laughs> but that's the, like, to the point of it. I, I actually said to you yesterday, Justin, didn't I? Like The, the Graham Taylor's one of my favourites as well. Um, but I do have an ongoing joke with Mark because every job we finish, I say that's one of my favourites, and, and he says he said it on every job. But but that is because I believe that we keep pushing the bar. And we keep doing... that one particularly. I just think the location of it, the the way that he was looking at the stadium. And the fact that it's it's painted on a wall owned by the church where Mark used to go as a kid mm. and pray. Yeah. Oh no, not pray. No, no, no far from pray. Graffiti. <laughs> I'll be honest. There was a, there was a couple of girls there I liked, but we. Um... <laughs> 
I was thinking the uh, <laughs> yeah, I, was, no, I, yeah, was, I literally used to go youth club there on a Thursday night, and then obviously I grew up in Watford, so because of the the family enclosure, uh, Graham Taylor brought in, and he was giving out the the tickets to the local junior schools. You know, I was able to go and watch top flight football with my dad for the first time. You know, at, at Vicarage Road. So, and then obviously I was born in Watford, Gen- well, Shiro Dills at the time. For me, that just made it a, a personal favourite, purely because it was just like a, my little Bermuda Triangle of. Uh, of, of memories you know so yeah that, that was that was special and of course like being able to have a lot of my family up there and, and come and see it on the, the unveiling and everything and and i'll tell you what was lovely about the unveiling was there was as many villa fans having their photo taken with it as there were watford fans and it was just it was just an amazing an amazing moment that, that i think only only football and football fans can provide you know it, it was uh, a, a great day and, and a great homage to it to an amazing manager and a, and a very very decent human being i often get asked by people if i'm walking down vicarage road where is the mural and i actually take them to it because it's it's kind of tucked away a little bit if you don't know vicarage road um so you know there have been a couple of times coming in from the other end yeah exactly yeah if you're coming in from from the from the west side you you can see it quite clearly but i have had people asking me you know where is it and i've actually taken them to see it because it's it's become you're you're like a tour guide i am you need to pay me for this and then an hour later they're like oh I'll get rid of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? I might go and uh, paint over the. Uh... Did you know they got the, they got the, the, the font on the bed wrong? And I, exactly. I laughing because you do tell that story. Yeah, I guarantee you. I did. Well, look, we're listen. You... Up, we're going to get someone to ask you where it is and see if you mention it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually charging for the privilege as well. So thanks, chaps. I'm actually making about a five a week out of that. You know what I mean? It's great. There is a guy in Liverpool who's actually yeah. started up a tour. Yeah, he was a, a, a taxi driver, isn't he? And he, he's like, I'll, I'll give him his due. He's, he's really done his own work on, on who painted what and what you know stories behind it and stuff like that he's he loves it he's, Tom, he's done a, he's done a, a brilliant job. job and um yeah we'll put a little plug out for, for them because they're doing amazing tours it's murals tours they do all the murals that we've done and, and show people and tell the stories behind them mm. give them a background and everything because people do travel from all over the world to go and see them now it's crazy uh, hmm. one that is um very easily accessible in watford is the underground the subway who was involved in that one mark you were involved in that who else was involved in that mina you were weren't you yeah there was me there's nasha Post, post Josh too. We had Sylvie. Sylvie. There was Dice came down and done a bit, didn't he? Um, Johnny. Johnny spat. Yeah, there was, there was a few. There was a lot. There. There, was a, there was a yeah full team on that team one. Team effort. That. Mm. There was a lot going on, and obviously we wanted to get it done as quickly as possible as well. So uh, we worked yeah. throughout for the whole week on that. Yeah, hundred percent. I think. I think again. In terms of favourites, that's that's another one. It was, it was just the way it all came together. You know, we had everything. You know, we had the portraits. We had Harry the Ornit. We had the comic strip. Of, of, of an Sorry, amazing football moment whether you're a Watford fan or not that was an amazing football moment you know we had the, the graffiti lettering we had a Panini sticker Tommy Mooney and Nigel Gibbs come down and, and sign it and, and do a thing and then uh, what an absolute pair of gentlemen they are by the way yeah, I didn't know what was going on to be honest I was busy working and wasn't aware of it and then I got oh just you better come down and have a look we're just um we're just doing something uh, in the subway and okay and then then he told me and then uh, obviously came down and visited and it was it was incredible the Elton John ones are fantastic the one on the library is massive that's a really really big mural but the, the one of him sitting on the ball on the Sir Elton John stand as a Watford fan is really special I've got to say but that was supposed to be on a different wall which was tucked around the corner then we found out that it was listed the building was it listed or uh, no it's in a concert Conservation area, area, so the council wouldn't allow us without putting a plan in, and we just didn't have time because Elton's team, rightly so, wanted it up 
before the concert that Elton was doing there. So we we had to, a bit of a mission. So I asked the people at the club to help us. And Mark was on a walk around tour at the stadium, weren't you? I was actually driving around <clears throat> with FaceTime with my phone on the phone holder at the front on FaceTime to him. What about that one? What about that one? And then and then I, I literally just turned that part down the side of the stadium road. Just, to, road, yeah. just to turn around, just to turn around. And it was in the rear view mirror. And I went, hang on a minute. <laughs> So I turned, the, I turned the car around and at the same time, we kind of went, that's the wall. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. And yeah. then we looked and it's like, the Elton John stand, this is ridiculous. Yeah, this yeah. has got to happen. Like, yeah. So Yeah, and then it was like, how the hell are we going to get to that wall? Because yeah. it, it is in a really <laughs> awkward position. It's probably the most awkward one we've had to do. 100%. To the point that we had to get a industrial cherry picker on the back of, or a truck mounted cherry picker, yeah, on the which, back. which had to be controlled by a guy that had to put up with Mark for three days. He was happy soul. Well, he was an happy soul, he was. He was. Yeah, listen, he, had to, he was in a cherry picker, 40 foot high. <laughs> with Mark for three days. Well, not for, for most of them three days, Mark was down on the ground just walking around chatting and he was like, can you just get back up here and do this bloody mural? Um, I do a lot of that as well. Yeah. When they, they gave the, the green light to paint that wall, it was just, it was, it was like, they, it was almost like it was meant to be, wasn't it? But like mm. you say, very, very awkward to get to. But a lot of walls are awkward to get to. You find a way, didn't you? The so- feedback on that's been amazing. I mean, people love it. Of course, going back to, to what we we're saying about don't read the comments, you're always going to get one idiot sometimes too. And I, I do remember someone specifically going, looks nothing like Elton John. And I was just like, oh, for God's sakes. And I, like, Elton John didn't always look like what Elton John looks like now. Like that picture is bang on, it's spot on. And it, it it's, it's, that's what I loved about that photograph so much. Like Mark said earlier, he alluded to, like, it doesn't really like doing the full colour pieces, but you know, this was one that I, it had to be, really, didn't yeah, it? And, and done an mm. amazing job on it. Obviously, we went to the concert, didn't we? we, we yeah, yeah, obviously. We yeah, yeah, saw you yeah, there, didn't we? And, uh, and when we was coming, obviously, we, we were coming out of that stand at the end of at the end of the night mm. we, we were coming out of that way and obviously we're just making our way up the stairs and it was lovely because obviously you know you're walking up straight towards it and you can hear everyone talking about it as they come up and Mark's wife Leanne she'd had, she'd had a couple of wines that night and she said well if you like it thank them they painted it like that and they turn around what like that and before you know it we've got all these fans having their picture taken with us which was great but then you can see everybody that just wants to get home yeah of course up down the box. <laughs> like, you, <it> was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've yeah. never been so loved and hated at the same yeah. time in, in, in your life the one on Watford Library is actually on TripAdvisor. There's actually reviews on TripAdvisor yeah. on it. People that are actually... might be me. <laughs> <laughs> what does it say? What, someone just talking about the artwork? It's just literally, uh, I think if you, you, you put Watford into TripAdvisor, it's one of the things that pops up to see and do. And then people underneath have put, oh, wow. this is brilliant, love this or whatever. So right. it's become it's a, a bit of a landmark. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. Hello to the bloke in the bush for us. The thing we love about it the most is that we know that what we're doing is making people smile, giving people's, you know, a, a, little, a little perk here and there. And especially the way the world is at the moment everybody can do with as many reasons to smile as possible i think the fact that we can provide that is is, is an absolute honor and it's uh it's something we, we get a, a great deal of uh satisfaction from that we that we we know we can make people smile on a daily basis and it's, it's just an amazing thing for us i think hi i'm john barnes and you're listening to the say it and spread podcast nasha you you always tell me the story it's one of my funniest ones really when you were starting out because we always talk about all the time about how much we charge and how some people look at that and just go wow what great value that is and obviously appreciate that this is real art yeah nasha you had someone come up to you once asking you how much, how much you charge yeah so i was painting a tunnel in uh, norwich because i've always found that if you've got downtime you paint something you upload it to internet and it's like a free advert it gets people talking so i was just doing a bit of free advertising and this guy goes oh it's amazing do you do kids bedrooms i went yeah yeah he goes how much you charge i said about 280 it's oh mate i'll buy you a packet chris of the mars bar as well as that i was like no 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 280 not two pound <laughs> <laughs> that's too expensive and walked off <laughs> £2.80! 
What can you get for £2.80? You can't even get a pack of stickers, mate. I'd have took the Mars bar. The paint costs more than that. What are you on about? Oh, my God. What a yeah, cheapskate. So what I want to know, right, I've got a few questions. Right? I want to know what is the most asked question. Like, because I know the answer for you. I know guys. the answer already. Go on. What's the most asked question? Are you Banksy? Do you know Banksy? And so we go for all the Banksy things. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What time do you start? Did you do that? Did you pay for that? What is that yeah. dude? What's them weird symbols on the wall? That's the new one, eh? I'm like, oh god. But when someone asks you if you're Banksy, what's your response? Well, there was once uh, in uh, League Street, I was painting down there. He goes, you Banksy? Went, no, I'm not Banksy. He goes, yes, you are. That I'm not Banksy. He goes, yes, you are. And he goes, uh, I want you to sign my briefcase. So he goes, all right, 50 quid. I signed it, Banksy. 50 quid, mate. A mug, <laughs> like a, a suitcase with Banksy. I didn't spell it right as well. I put an E on it. <laughs> 50 quid. What a n***. The best one is when you're uh, standing next to your car packing up and someone said to you, Banksy, went, would Banksy be driving around in the Citroen Berlingo? <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, yeah, fair play. And they goes, ah, oh, ah, oh, it might be like, it, it's your undercover thing. I was like, oh. <laughs> we do it all the time. We, we call it kid bingo. You just tick them off as you go. All right. Mr. Bit. Oh, Mr. Bit gets me so angry. Do you know what? That is a, it's amazing you just said that. I'm going to tell all my friends, Mr. Bit. <laughs> do the people allow you to do this that you're painting on the side of their house? Yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. no, no we just a trip pick up. It's fine. No worries. We're doing it in a still for four days. No one's going to see us do this. Did you do that? I'm like, no, no. I wear these clothes. I sort of like just walk around with spray cans. I put them up against the wall. And I didn't do it. No, I'm just posing next to it. <laughs> I remember once we were painting um, painting a wall off the commercial road. And it's, I mean, it was like two o'clock in the morning. We've got projector going. I've got music playing. You know what I mean? A couple of us working on it. We had the police pull up and ask if we were supposed to be there. We we're like, we're the most unsubtle vandals in the world if we ain't. <laughs> it's yeah. unbelievable. Nash has been um, mistaken for a homeless person on many occasions. <laughs> Oh, I was working in Chelsea and I was sitting waiting for a place to open and they said, uh, can you move along, Sue? So I was like, no, 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 I'm working inside. So they're like, yeah, yeah, you are, so can you please move along? I was like, no, no, these all spray cans in my rucksack. And there's like, can you just move along anyway, please? So I moved along, wait for the place to go and I had to go wait for the place to open. It happens quite often. But anyway. He gets it every time he turns up for work. Sorry, mate, we're working. Oh, sorry, Nash, it's you, come in. <laughs> it's a look. Right, so so I've got another question, right? Uh, this one's probably aimed at Mark. So what's the most injured you've ever been on a, on a, on a murals job? <laughs> that's, the, the, that's always like, I'll serve it up, you bat it home, isn't it? That's like unbelievable. So what he's talking about is the time I nearly ended up in hospital playing football with a seven-year-old kid in his back garden while we were painting his wall. Well, and, we need uh, to know more about this. You can't leave that there. <laughs> well, what happens is... We were playing football. You forget how old you are. You forget you've got knee problems. The biggest mistake I made was when we first got there, you've got to understand this kid's garden is unlike any other garden you've seen in your life. It's basically a five-a-side pitch in in, uh, in, a, in a back garden. It's astroturfed. It's, it's it's amazing. There's about 700 footballs there. Advertising holding. Advertising holding. It's, it's unbelievable. So, of course, the biggest mistake I made was going up, setting up a ball when we first got there and hitting it at the goal, that ball going in the top corner. I called it. I said, that's going top bins, and I put it top bins. I should have ended it there. That should have been the end of it. But you start to carry on. You put a couple more in. Next thing you know, you're putting the kid in goal and aiming, you know what I mean, making sure overhead, he doesn't... Overhead kicks and yeah, everything. Yeah, making sure he don't ever want to be a keeper. 
<laughs> smashing them in the top bins. And then you go to do some extravagant, mad, spinning backflip, something like of, of Street Fighter. You end up with, with your foot facing one direction, your knee facing another, your kneecap round the side of your leg, oh. rolling around the floor going, ah, you've got Johnny nearly throwing up because he, he see it dislocate. Oh. Yeah, it, it kind of went south from that point. That was a hospital job, presumably. No, no, no. I just smashed it back into place and drove home. <laughs> it was <laughs> I literally did. I gave it about an hour and drove home. But it was uh, the thing. Is, it's, it's a it's a thing I've had all my life. It turns out there's grooves that you should have in your shin bones that your your, your patella sits in that I, I was born without. So that's why I've dislocated my right knee eleven times and my left knee eight. What about you, Nasher? Have you managed to dislocate anything whilst doing some artwork? No, I used to have like a, a fall as I'm getting to that age. You know when you used to stack it and then we go ooh now I have a fall and it was like oh you're right mate this is, I fall for ladders a lot I keep stepping on spray cans you know like um, like a cartoon woo slipping on the spray cans in midair that's what I do quite often and then you just land funny and everyone just looks at you go you're right mate I'm like yeah, yeah. but like you yeah, ever just, hurt your pride at the end of a painting isn't it now? yeah it's like it used to everyone's be ah look at you but now it's like oh do you want help there love like an old lady helping you up that poor old homeless man's just fallen over when we, when we painted the, the Leah Williamson it was a Leah Williamson mural wasn't it the first one uh-huh the the lady came over with her with her grand her grandkids didn't she and she bless her heart she she gave her three quid to come and give to us there was there was me you and arcade went there go and give that to the men and tell them thank you and get a drink and all that and it, it was such a lovely moment that we didn't have the art to tell you you ain't getting sod off for three quid these days <laughs> it was such a lovely moment you know and, and i don't I, think I, that's because you was doing the art i think it's because nash was in the corner of a guitar <laughs> yeah you got 20p change in norwich for three quid for a mural according to that bloke's rates up there <laughs> so just beware though anybody that's going to approach any of the artists while they're doing the artwork you are likely to get marked down on head bingo so just be very careful mm-hmm. what you ask them. I think if people just want to ask you questions and be interactive, I get that. But um, do you remember, like, say, if you see a fisherman, you say you caught much that day. It's kind of like people just want to interact. They've only got a few things they want to talk about. They don't know how else to approach it. Oh, it's um, like getting in a taxi, isn't it? And I, I, I sit there and I'm like, trying. Don't not say, to say, don't say, don't say, don't say. I can't do it. I can't. Oh god, this is right. Got much left tonight. Yeah, yeah. How long have you been on? Yeah. <laughs> Hairdressers, you're like, don't talk about a holiday, don't talk about a holiday. You're like, and next thing you know, you're like, yeah, I'm going to mortar, aren't I? So, uh... in, in fairness, it is, it is in a lot of cases quite harsh to mark them down because it's like you're saying, people they're, they're genuinely interested in what you're doing, they just don't know how to come at you. Do you know what I mean? They just it's the ones you know, that ask just... you, you do you do that when you're you can actually see yourself physically sprayed, you have to take your gas mask off, your gloves, and you're like, you what? <laughs> what you just said there, you've seen me physically doing it, yes, I'm doing it. Why would I not be doing it? What's going on with this question? We we did touch on um, we did touch on social media before and, and people not making nice comments and stuff. So I'm quite interested to know which of the guys like what's the you know we're very sensitive people, especially in Nasha. I just want to know like what's what comments hurt you the most, mate. That that Kim John Hill did take me down a dark path. I must admit, sometimes the social media can go really dark. Uh, I did my garage and I did when Jesse Lingard at West Ham. I did the J Ling sign in West Ham colours. It was all happy for a little while on Twitter. Then I think some Spurs fan got hold of it and they started going down like, they're always hiding in plain sight, these guys. And I'm like, what does that mean? He goes, and then we went to like a really dark thing of like, I was keeping kids in the back of the garage. I was like, what is going on here? So that was like, oh, this joke's really backfired. Tottenham fans that were doing it. I don't know what the point was, but it was really, really dark. I didn't understand that. It's my garage. Social media is a weird, weird place. And it's like, like Mark was saying earlier, but I always say, never read the comments, never read the comments. I do. Absolutely. I think after reason I'm this size is, because I read the comments and the next thing you know, I'm crying into a bowl of ice cream. The way the way I kind of combat it in my head is I think of this one fella, there's this one guy who obviously saw something 
that I'd painted on on uh, Instagram. He obviously liked that, so he decided to have a look at the profile. The one picture that he commented on was about three years ago. So he's obviously gone all the way through my profile and he decided to, to comment on one post. And all he said was, not feeling this one, mate. <laughs> what? And it was like, so, yeah. And, and this is the guy that keeps me sane because I, I'm, I'm actually grateful to him for doing it because, like I say, it, it keeps your sanity because I'm thinking, right, this guy, he's seen something I've painted, so he liked it. So he's gone onto my, onto my page, gone through however many posts and decided, I like this guy, I like the way he paints. So he followed me. And then about however many posts down, probably 100 posts down, saw something he didn't really think was as good as the rest of it and decided that was the one to comment on, saying he's not really feeling that one. And that's it. So if I have to sum up social media in <laughs> yes. one story, there you go. So so every time I see something and you see some comedian, Nash's page is full of comedians. Like, honestly, how we oh, don't right. get wound up by it? We get wound up by it for him. There's always, it's, it's always the same ones and all. Like he'll, he'll paint like Luther Blissett and he'll be like, that's the best Angel Harriet I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like, yeah, mate, nobody ever laughs at what you put. We, we get wound up for him, you know? And it's like, but yeah. every time you get these comedians on there, you're just like, I think of this fella. And I think it's just social media. Yeah. So in, in a way, as weird as that moment was, I'm actually actually grateful to that guy. So yeah, we're painting we're painting the Ian Rush mural, and we're staying at the, the we always stay at the Phoenix Hotel. Anyway, we get there. Mark's, Mark's got a big hire van because there's a lot of equipment we needed for this. We, we had uh, all kinds of paint machines and all kinds of things going on. So we we pull up and the car park's pretty much full. There's a massive burger van there. Eric says hashtag blame Eric. Eric says. Uh, just park next to the burger van. You know, what's, what's the worst that can happen? It'd be all right. So he parks it there. Middle of the night, say three o'clock in the morning, the fire alarm's going off. And it's, it's one of the surreal moments. You know, you're kind of like, who the hell does a fire drill at three o'clock in the morning? You know, and it's like, nobody. Nobody does a fire drill at three o'clock in the morning. This place is burning. So, <laughs> you, you, you know, it's like, you can just grab whatever you can, throw on whatever you can, you know, T-shirts on backwards. You don't care. You just get out of there. Get yourself safe. So right next to where Mark parked this burger van, where what the worst could happen was it, it was absolutely in blaze. It, it was probably one of the biggest wildfires I've seen in my life. It was, it was, it was the height of the oil, building. Yeah, it? yeah. it's full of oil. It's, it's the size of the building. This thing, honestly, it's oh, it's such a big fire. So of course we we all we all gather up out the front, and I quickly moved my van because I was parked in front of Mark's hire van. We stood around looking and like, is everyone everyone's cool? Everyone's fine? And we're just looking, and I'm and I'm stood there thinking, right. Obviously, I'm just in a t-shirt and shorts, and I don't like I say I don't even know if they're on the right way round. Mark stood there, t-shirt, shorts, like humor stood there. He's got jeans on, he's a bit posh humor. I don't know if he actually owns a pair of shorts. We get the catsy. He's dressed up for a night out. I don't know. I don't know how he had the time. He's in. He's got proper shoes on. He's got jeans, a shirt. I mean, he's, he's done his hair. I swear he had he had aftershave on. Well, he was putting his cufflinks on, wasn't he? Yeah. We talking to him. And... Well, I, yeah. This is David Katz, Where are you right? Going? David yeah. David Katz yeah. David is blind. How did he do this? Well, that's what he said. He said, obviously, <laughs> blind man, this? I couldn't see what I was picking up. But it was, how, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. So he then he then goes to have a little investigate, bless him. You know, you saying how he, bless him, he's registered legally blind. He goes to check out the damage. This is once the fire's put once out. Once the fire's put out, you know, the <laughs> right. fire brigade are allowing us near it and he opens the back doors and all the smoke piling out the piling out the, the back the doors van, of the, the van. The van's literally melted at this point. Yeah. Like you've got half a van. It's just like <laughs> nothing there. Catsy goes off, he's the first one to go and check it out, and he comes back and he's got this look of disbelief on his face, and we're like, You right? He said, he said, mate, I can't believe it. All that fire, all that heat, them flames, that size, and there's not a scratch on it. And we're like, What? 
Like, like we get around it. Like Mark said, the, the thing was, it was half melted. This van, you couldn't. We're like, mate, <laughs> they never become an insurance broker, Catsy. For Christ, honestly, it was unbelievable. He's just like, not yeah, a scratch on it. Not a scratch on it. He says it was. It was literally like a, like an ice cream in the summer. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was, that's it. Send the blind men to do the damage appraisal. Yeah. Brilliant. Painting at Stephen Gerrard's house, Nasha. I mean, that must have been a high, right? Like that was so cool, wasn't it? And then he coming inside as well. Cost me a few quid. Um, <laughs> but, um, Special no, discount. <laughs> <laughs> what I will say is he's made a five-year-old boy, my boy, extremely happy. And he's seen a lot of these murals around the stadium. He's seen um, a lot of kids that have had stuff done in the houses. And as soon as he did see it, he he was non-stop and he wanted this done in his bedroom. So I made him a promise if he was good for a certain amount of time, I would do it for a, a Christmas gift for him. Didn't he go, all right, lads, you got a spare job? That was quite funny, right? He just got sacked from Villa, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, don't mention anything about football, and he mentioned it straight away. So, yeah, it's, it's cool, man. It's cool. Like, that's his kid's bedroom, and, he, and that kid could come up to be, like, a, a major player. Like, Jesus, I've been in that kid's bedroom and painted it. Because he, he's going to be something else as well, isn't he? His kid, apparently. We've spoken to a few of them on the podcast now, and everyone's given us a load of time, a load of stories, and it's been great to speak to. There are going to be some episodes coming up that I think are great, and I'm really proud of what we've done. I think there's been some really good chats we've done on the podcast. Yeah, it's been good fun, and obviously uh, there's loads more lined up as well, so it's um, it's going to be brilliant to see who else we can get on here. But yeah, we've, got, we've had some brilliant names on there, big names and great conversations, and loads more to come. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.